All right. Okay, welcome back to the Beauty Business Mindset Podcast. This week, I am so flipping excited, and I truly am because I have Jenna Cash with me from, um, hi, Jenna. Hi. <laughs> but me and Jenna go way back. Okay, I mean, like, um, was I still in beauty school? I yeah, just, I came to your graduation. Right? Yeah, so I was... I was still in beauty school. So it has been, I think like, yeah, I have remained with contact with you throughout the years. Jenna has been, I'm going to share a little bit more about why I'm so excited to have her on my podcast um, in a very pivotal point in my career as well. So without further ado, hi, Jenna. <laughs> hi, Celeste. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Good. Living the dream, right? That's what they say. Yes. <laughs> that's right that's funny um, so do you want to introduce yourself and talk about your company and your a little bit about your story where you started yeah sure my name is Jenna Cash I am let's see here I grew up in Sonoma County I just relocated up to Northern California which people confuse that with Sonoma County Sonoma County is like Central California right if you're from Sonoma County we know that's not really NorCal uh, it's not really North Cali. We're really like Central. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like really, really North Cal. I'm like an hour away from Oregon, North Cal. Yeah. Um, I am a licensed cosmetologist. I started out um, using my license and doing nails because I thought that that was the most fun part of the industry. And then a girl, Jen, introduced me to lashing and you know, it's a tale as old as time. I fell in love with lashing and never went back. <laughs> and now we own, now I have a business. It's called SoCo Lashes. We do training, mentoring, um, mostly supplies. And yeah, I guess anything you think that an eyelash extension retail company does, we do it. Yes. And what I love about Jenna's story is that she's being humble. Okay. The <laughs> <laughs> lash education really early on. She under her business inside of her business she had like a hybrid model so she had the lashes the nails the other side was the hair she did a lot of things early on and that's what I love yeah. about really see you like an innovator and you are so open and you're such have has such a big heart and you're so giving and that's why I really wanted to share you with my audience on the podcast oh you're so sweet thank you Aww. awesome Okay, so we are going to start talking about, okay, so we're going to talk about gatekeeping. So what yeah. is gatekeeping? Um, it's, I really wanted to talk about sharing information, right? Because we're in the education industry. We're always mm -hmm. like, you know, free content, podcasts, information, on business, and knowledge. And how much should we share, you know? And I know sometimes it can happen because it has happened to me. I don't know about you, but it has happened to me where, you know, I've been called names for not giving out exact step-by-step -step or all the information mm -hmm. of the background of my business, how I do certain things. And that's why I wanted to talk about this today. Um, and then we're going to go into mentoring, the importance of mentoring, of investing in your education. As many, if you don't know me, you're new. I have invested over $60,000 in my own education. Um, since I went to beauty school, because I believe in education, you get 
further ahead faster. So I get to learn from other people, made all the mistakes, they did all the hard work for me, and they pretty much give me the shortcuts, and that's going to get me further ahead faster. So mm -hmm. that's education, and it has not only helped me, but it has also helped others around me as an educator for my husband's business. Um, he's in construction, so he's not even in the beauty uh -huh. industry but it has helped him grow a lot. So let's get to it, Jenna. Yeah, so gatekeeping, I feel like, why do people gatekeep? I feel like that's a very loaded question. Um, I started training maybe six years ago and I feel like in the very beginning, I did that, I, I was a gatekeeper. I only gave out most of the information, but I would leave out just the little bits that I didn't want people to steal from me, right? It's that fear of failure by other people's success. And I just remember thinking one day, I was like, well, how am I ever going to be a great teacher if I don't teach everything that I know? So moving forward, I just decided that if somebody in my mind, quote, steals something from my, from that, you know, when, when we work in this industry, we, it takes so long to craft a certain look or a certain style. And when you teach it and you're not getting recognition or thanks or appreciation, you kind of get a little bit burnt out, you know? So I think a lot of that has to do with the lack of recognition that the person who's teaching feels. Um, but, you know, I just think, do I give credit to everybody that I post? Of course not. So you just kind of have to put yourself in other people's shoes and it, to, how much information you want to give is up to the giver of the information, I suppose. Right. Mm -hmm. No, I truly do. Yeah. Like, like, I think it's really like personal. Like for me, I give yeah. a lot of things away. Like I always give DMs, like you give to my friends, some people like you shouldn't do that. And I'm like, no, because I mean, if you want to invest in mm -hmm. yourself, want to work with me we're going to work together regardless mm -hmm. you know whether I do or I don't um but for mm -hmm. me some things that have come with like tears and things <laughs> and yeah. investments that sometimes it's not my intellectual property to give out number one because they are mm -hmm. teaching thing it's so personal there are people's yeah. in space that you need to sign like there's like NDAs which is non-disclosure agreements on that mm -hmm. Also, like, I, like, I really truly do believe it's up to that person, you know, like you say, like how much we give out. And, um, I don't know if this happened to you, but it has happened to me where sometimes like you give, you give, you give, and they expect all the time and it burns yeah. you out as well. Cause there is this like feeling of like, I want it and I want it now, you know, yeah. I don't work well with that for me because I've invested so yeah. much education. I respect so much people in the industry. Um, investing yeah. in the programs and everything that, I mean, I feel like there's a fine balance for me. That's just my perspective. Yeah. Well, I, I agree as well, because as you have spent that much money on your education, I've taken how many $2,000 classes. So I don't know. I mean, altogether, I don't think I'm at 60,000. I would probably say around 40,000 in education plus 21 years experience. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough, a tough question to answer and it's there's no cookie cutter answer to that but I will say once I started a retail company I was I came to this corner and I was like how can I sell product and not tell people how to use it right so then then you have that other aspect of well you have to show them how to use it otherwise 
why would they buy it from you? What if they don't know how to use it? What if they aren't educated? So I don't know. I don't gatekeep as much as I used to. The only thing that I gatekeep, quote gatekeep, is our suppliers. But when I have my mentors and they say, well, how do I do it? And they say, okay, open your phone, go on Instagram and say yes to somebody. Um, And the advice, uh, yes to somebody as in, would you like to try a sample? That's how I did it. You just say yes, right? And it took probably four years to get, you know, some of my really good products and that, oh man, I would say samples. I'm probably in around 25,000 over the years because each, each quote free sample is like 50 to $80, you know, cause you're paying the shipping. And so, I mean, I've lost track, but if I can give you guys one piece of advice, when you are sampling, just order one sample at a time, because if you order, yes, 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 yes. You're not going to remember who it's from and everything's from overseas. So you see their name and there's zero correlation to their Instagram account. So you're not going to know who, who this um, sample came from. So my advice would just to do when you're ordering samples and you say, yes, I'd like to try your samples one supplier at a time so that you can cross them off the list. And I think that everybody just wants to, once they get in that mode of ordering samples, you order like 30 of them. And I have done that before. And I found the perfect 0.03. I had to start completely over because I didn't know who they belonged to. So yeah, one at a time, slow and steady wins a race. Well, that's the thing, you know, it's always slow, steady. And that's why I have not launched my mind. Like I've always tried Mm -hmm. to sound like, yeah, on it, but I'd rather not do it. But that's just me, you know, like for me, I'm like, if it's not up to my standards, where I'm like, yeah, I want people to buy this. Like I believe in this much. I'm like, I'd rather not do it. I'm like, no. So I told yeah. that like one product at a time has been very beneficial. Yeah. yeah. I really love how you shared that too. How like, you know, the, so did it help you like when you started? So like, for example, if we have somebody with the mindset, like, you know, yes, I understand. I want to become an educator or want to go into the education realm, but I'm scared mm-hmm. if everything, nobody is going to buy for me or they're going to invest in my program. What would you say to that? What has been your experience? I, I would say that they're absolutely correct. At first, nobody will buy from you because they don't know who you are. So as if, if you start your business with a plan, give yourself two years of building um, rapport with people, make sure that they knew who you, know who you are, make sure that they trust you, make sure that they see that you're, you know what you're talking about. Make sure, make sure that you're building a reputation. Then you can launch a product. Then you can launch training courses. But yeah, if you're just overnight, you think I'm going to do this. And a couple months later, you, you're absolutely right. Nobody will come to you. If you build, they will not come. <laughs> so you have to, there's a lot of planning and building and relationship, relationship building that comes into play when, when you open up a company. Yeah. And I think it's so true, like the relationship part. And I think with everything that has happened, we have to go back to that. It's so important. Always has okay. been, will be with a relationship building. Um, yeah. Even for me, like, honestly, I started with the Samson. Like I made the worst flipping uh-huh. video you'll have them and I'm like, oh my god what the hell was I thinking yeah. <laughs> but I started and I had so much passion for it that I shared it and that's how all this education and opportunities came up was just mm-hmm. like sharing my passion and not being afraid of like oh my gosh because somebody's gonna copy me it was more like let's just get it out there and see what happens and I'm having fun while I'm yeah. doing this it's just like you know well Another thing that I would say is make sure you're targeting the right people, because I know one person in particular who is um, big on YouTube and she has all of these free YouTube videos 
And she started training and she has zero students. So that's a perfect example of you've given way too much information out because all of what you're teaching them, you've already given them for free. So be very mindful about the future of what you'd like to do because there, there does come a point where like, if you're giving all the information for free and it's already, already out, already out there, nobody's going to pay for it because it's free. Right. Yeah. So and that plan planning is really important and knowing what you're going to do, you know? Yeah. I think it's so important. Like we go back to the plan and the numbers. Like I love numbers. Like I'm obsessed with numbers because the numbers, don't <laughs> lie. my emotions, my heart, my brain, mm-hmm. all the stuff around me may lie, but my numbers do not lie. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's so key for me to stop wasting money. Like when I was doing color, stop wasting, you know, money and trying all the new things. Mm-hmm. How much I was spending. And how much inventory I had and just looking at the numbers of what was working, you know, versus mm-hmm. like, oh, what the guru said this or that educator said to do that. It's like looking at your numbers, you can see exactly what's working and what's not mm-hmm. working. Right. And, you know, I also think what comes into play, it just kind of popped into my head is work ethic. People don't really have a lot of work ethic anymore. And I don't want to say this new generation and, and stereotype or generalized because I do see a lot of hard workers, but you know, it's so funny. I feel like my grandparents, I'm like these kids these days, they don't want to put work in. And I have people that follow me who ask like, okay, how did I do this? And they're, you know, three to five years. And I'm like, girl, I'm in this 21 years. Of course I have trust. I have two decades of trust. So you're not going to like boom right away. So really, you know, a big, big thing is understanding that there is no overnight success. It's not going to happen. It does take 10 years. You know, once, once you, once you have a plan, you have to give it time. And I think Nike took like 10 years until people know, knew who they were, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, how many, how many people do we follow that have like 250,000 followers? And you're like, Oh shit. I didn't even know who that was. Just because you have 50,000 followers does not mean people know who you are, you know? Yeah. And I think it's so important that like you're talking about like work ethic. It does take a lot of work ethic. Like right now I'm modeling my mobile business and yeah. there has been some mystery surprises along the way that I was yeah. not expecting old. So she needed, I want to do it right. You know, for me, it's doing it right. And it's like having that work ethic, like, Hey, you know, like sometimes, and I talk about this a lot on my podcast, sometimes I need to take a little bit away from my life temporarily, not forever. But, you know, instead of going to the fun party, maybe I'm going to spend time working on, you know, my mobile business. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of going back to educating because the love affair between a lash artist, that's what I do. And the chair seemingly gets shorter and shorter. And I think everybody hits that point where they're like, I'm going to start training. And then you start training and people ask, what's the, what, what was your advice? What's your advice? Oh, I have my certificate. I know what products. And I'll say, well, what's your curriculum look like? And like, I'm, I'm not done with that yet. That should be the first thing that you do. Have your curriculum finished and then everything else is easy and fun, but nobody wants to do the hard part. And then they wing it. And I know that to be true because that's what I used to do. I did the fun (laughs) stuff. You know what I mean? And at the time it worked because there were no, nobody was training, but as more trainers came about, I had to have a curriculum because I wasn't booking students because they were going somewhere that had a legitimate curriculum. I, I never even used to have a manual. Yeah. Your manual is impressive. I wish I would have brought it. Mm. But, <laughs> no, you got it. Thank Damn. you. I was That's like, wow. the retreat. 
that's the retreat manual and I have completely redone it. So it doesn't even look close to what it looks like. Look, I like rather. And we're going to talk about the retreat. Um, but <laughs> I, something that Jenna said, that's so true. Always start with the end in mind and work, mm -hmm. work. Yeah. And importance of perseverance and being patient. Like for me, I know I'm very free spirited sometimes and I'm like, woohoo, have fun. But I, oh, I have a plan. And for yeah. me being business like even though you know I've had my hiccups with my health um and everything I don't allow that to stop me because I'm in it for the long term yeah. and being like being in a marriage being in it for the long term <laughs> is not mm -hmm. always beautiful and easy and fun it's going to require work to work within ourselves as well and you just have to be willing to have your why very strong why you're doing it so on mm -hmm. the day so it kind of feels like it's falling apart you can keep yeah. going yeah i agree there's an alan have you do you know who alan watts is no okay when when we finish this and whoever's listening should go on youtube and search alan watts w-a-t-t-s and it's alan a-l-a-n and i believe it's called do what you love and there's a couple different variations of it but he explains that if you just choose to do what you love, eventually you'll master it and it never feels like work because you love it. And he uses an example of somebody says, oh, well, I wanna be an artist and you can't make money doing art. And he said, well, no, not right away. Of course, you're gonna make nothing right away because you're nobody. But if you build and build and build, they will eventually find out who you are. It just takes so long. And as a business, it's a little spider web. So I started out in Sonoma County and I had my teeny tiny spider web in Sonoma County. And then I got one person in Florida and we have her teeny tiny spider web. Eventually you have so many teeny tiny spider webs that they all connect. And then everybody says, oh my God, she blew up. And you're like, what? I've been working on this for seven years. No <laughs> blowing up. And, and for our company, it's been a very, very, very slow grow. Slow. No, we've never hit a month where we're like, oh, fuck, we doubled never it has never happened slow a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more almost to the point where it's like dull it's not even exciting we're like oh yay woo because <laughs> it's so slow but they say slow and steady wins a race and i hope that that's true <laughs> i really think it is as yeah. much as things like for me too like just intuitively just what i believe in god energy and source and everything and also with mm -hmm. believing Self. I believe everything happens within times and there's lessons that we need to learn. So once mm -hmm. we get growing all the and going higher, we have those lessons. So be like, oh yeah, well, I remember when, you know, I was in that shoes and it just makes us a better educator. Yeah, hundred so, percent. Yeah. Yeah. So now yeah. let's talk about the mentoring part because um, so we're gonna keep it real AF like always. Um, <laughs> going through a really hard time. Okay. Mm -hmm. And nobody knew about it. Okay. It was kind of like hard time because, you know, I had just, I was going through therapy. I couldn't open fully my left hand. I had just let go of my clients and I was, mm -hmm. I had high. And that's why I always tell you guys here on the podcast, don't tie your self-worth to your work. That's the worst mm -hmm. thing you can do. Okay. Cause you're worth it as a human, no matter what you do in life, you get to take all those experiences and all that knowledge with you as you move forward. So anyway, so I'm in this bad spot. And then Jenna comes out with this retreat. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't know you were in a bad spot. That's so cool. I was in a really bad spot and Jenna came out with the retreat. And 
So I was open to it and I was like, okay, let's go see what it is about. Cause you know, I'm like, what do I have to lose? You know, like I'm not in a really yeah. good space. I probably should be around other women who are in the business working at it, you know, and I know a lot of them, um, some of them, not all of them were in the lash are in the lash industry. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That one was a nice little blend of, um, we had a, we had somebody who did a YouTube, had a YouTube channel. We had somebody who, um, what was the other person? I think we had a photographer. We had a podcaster. Um, yeah, and restaurant owner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Podcaster and restaurant owner. That's right. She did two things. Yeah. Yeah. She did. Yeah. It was awesome. Rose, and, Rosa. Yeah. Rosa. Shout out to Rosa. I love Rosa. Hey, Roro. So <laughs> <laughs> um, but just being there, like I learned so, so much about who I am as a business owner. I learned yeah. so much also to like empower myself, like within <clears throat> like, spark that little thing. Yeah. And that's something that didn't, you know, like it continually happens when you invest in yourself. So how has investing in yourself helped you, Jenna? Well, so I decided to do the retreat because I went on one. And I was going to the retreat, the retreat, you had a goal in mind. So my goal was to really, really create an incredible curriculum for lashing. And when I went there, I, you know, just listening to everybody's story and, and, um, it was called Susie school was amazing. And Susie, the woman that puts it on says, you know, if you're here and you want to shift what your original idea is, do that. If something's resonating, do that. So I was like, you know, I really like the idea of retreats. Nobody does that in our industry. And what if I did retreats for um, people in my industry and helped them master growing your business to a six-figure business on social media? And so, I mean, I feel like at this point, and I'm not saying this to be arrogant, I feel like Instagram is easy now. And if I can just take that and make whatever is in my mind applicable, to other people's business and show them how to do it in a blank slate type of way, then that would be incredible because that's something that so many people struggle with. So that's what the retreat is shifting towards. I know um, my first couple of retreats, I was kind of figuring out what direction that's going to, that, that is the main direction we're going. We're helping people build their business, rebuild, rebrand, brand from scratch, whatever they're, wherever they are in their business, or even if their business is an idea, we start from scratch we I always say we take everything out of the closet and we put everything back in one at a time we leave the pieces out that don't matter and then I show them how to apply that on social media and grow to a six-figure company um if they're already at a six-figure and they're looking for seven then we go to seven but I have stopped saying seven because I think that that's very intimidating to people so let's just say six-figure my real goal is to teach people how to make $150,000 a year by themselves and running a business that is not taking every minute of their day yeah and I think it's like how you're saying that for me you guys know like and I'm just being honest you know mm -hmm. I am um so I don't believe in mm -hmm. the sticker mentality I believe that you make what you want to make you grow how you want to grow and you know whatever is yeah. profitable for you because I know you can have a six or even almost two like you know like two hundred thousand dollar business and if most yeah. of it is going down the drain like yeah you're probably not that off but better off making 200 Okay. <laughs> you know, well, and yeah. you know, the thing, it's so funny because my, my boyfriend always says, um, 
gross is vanity, net is sanity. So how much are you really making? And I want to teach people how to bring home, how to net 150,000. And it's easy to do. It's very easy to do. And people don't see how easy it is, you know? Yeah. And it's important, you know, like, so gross is pretty much like all the money that you made that year. Yeah. Yeah. And then net is like, what did you really bring home? <laughs> yeah. How much did, so net is the amount that you have in your bank account after you've paid your salon rent, after you've purchased all of your supplies, after you've paid your utility bill. So after all of the money that you spent on your business, what's left over, that's your net. That's how much is actually in yeah. your bank account, you know, and then, and then you deduct taxes. <laughs> so, yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Taxes are great. I just love taxes. You know, I've been, now I know we're about to do our taxes and my husband's like, are you sure you want to? I'm like, yes, like, it's okay. Like, look, we're so lucky we get to pay. <laughs> you know? And I know. At least we're in that bracket. We get yeah. to pay and tell them. Yeah. Um, so important. Like, I love that you're doing that because it's so much more important what you're, you know, like, and I think that was, that's why I love numbers. It's so much more yeah. important bringing in because maybe you're working yourself beating yourself yeah. up up your mind you know, <laughs> and everything and you're yeah. really not that much more back home and I really yeah. feel that a lot of people in especially in our industry you know like mm-hmm. I, a lot of them have left the, the industry or decide to leave yeah. that whole shift of mindset and also looking at your numbers and how you handle your business between yeah. what you what you gross and what you actually you know mm-hmm take home after all your expenses. And I know we're getting, going to get into mentorship, but as far as like how you're saying education and I've spent this much, I bet you about half of your education was definitely mandatory, but I bet you could have gotten all of the other portion of your education at 10 times faster the speed if you would have had a mentor. People don't understand what mentors are. And I think that they see mentor and they're like, I want to do that. And it's just so crazy because you know what's so wild? I'm just pausing because I have my do not disturb on and my phone keeps getting disturbed. Apple. They're just the, also taxes and Apple. Aren't they the best? I'm honestly thinking of switching the Samsung. Okay. Um, um, mentorship. Mentorship is going to get you somewhere 10 times faster. You guys, it's showing you what not to do, which is most oftentimes the most expensive thing you guys knowing what not to do is more important than knowing what to do. And, you know, I, I, again, see so many people doing mentorships and I'm thinking who in their right mind would take a mentorship with this person. They just started, they just started doing lashing or whatever. Like who would, who would think in their right mind that they're ready to mentor somebody after being licensed for less than a year. It blows my mind. What are you mentoring them for? You showing them how to live out of your mom's house, <laughs> you know? Oh my God. Well, I mean, like, and I looked up the definition of mentor. Because I always love looking up definitions. Go Google. Um, <laughs> well, sometimes we can. Uh, it's mm-hmm. an experienced and trusted advisor. Experienced and trusted advisor. And I love that because, I mean, I don't believe it's not an age thing. It's more, for me, it's more of an experience thing. So absolutely. Um, shout out to Coach Glitter. Um, she's Tiffany by Master. And she is amazing. She worked in the industry. She worked um, 
she has worked with celebrities with Drew Barrymore show with American Idol wow. all this all this experience with online marketers all these uh, beautiful things she just finished uh, she did the book tour with Jeremy Karen Lima from it cosmetic mm-hmm. um, so she has done um, like my main mentor yeah. and wow out what not to do and what to do and uncomfortable and sometimes you're going to disagree like she told me to do something and I was fighting it I was like I don't want to do that that sounds really uncomfortable but I'm going to do it anyway <laughs> and, and that's why I care him yeah. to be my mentor. that's why I love her so much because she has the experience and mm-hmm. knowledge and a lot with investing in your mentor like you were talking about it's not just about the investment actually taking the action and trusting your mentor. Yeah. Well, you know, another thing like a mentorship is 50, 50. I have one, one mentorship in mind, um, that we do. So I do weekly, I do mentorships and I do either. You can do a one-time mentorship to see if you're even ready for a mentorship. We kind of go over, um, what it is that they want to see if they're a candidate. But once you start getting into it, we start a process. So I have them fill their questionnaire out. And I just had my second mentorship with um, somebody and she didn't do most of the homework. And so I'm left with, okay, shoot. I wanna make sure that she's getting her value. However, now I have to improv (laughs) what we're going to work on, which I can do. But when you get a mentorship, make sure that you are in the right mindset and you're actually ready to put this first. If you have any vacations, make sure you don't start your first mentorship until you're home. Because as I have said to many of my students, you're one person, you can dedicate a hundred percent to something. That's it. If you have a child, you're already at 50% capacity. If you're a lash artist and you own a salon, Oh, now you're at 25% capacity lash artist and you're going to do something new. It just dwindles, 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 dwindles. So make sure that this is really, really important and you're ready to dedicate because, you know, having a mentorship that you're not dedicated to, it's going to give a bad name for mentoring. You know, well, I didn't get anything out of it. Well, no shit. You didn't get anything out of it because you didn't do anything. What did you do? You know, but in your work, I love how you were saying how like, you know, so that's probably 50% you didn't need to do it. And honestly, 50%, yeah. I probably need to do it. But you know what? I learned valuable lessons. I learned what not to do. And I learned mm-hmm. the hard way that I need to put into work. And as I yeah. grow and evolve and as a person and as a human and as a woman <laughs> and as a business owner, mm-hmm. it has to do with putting in the work and nobody can do it. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't best advice Celeste you you want to do this this is all you have to do but that's where the other 50 percent comes from the student or from you you have the work and I know it sucks like right now with my Instagram like I'm you know I've been losing followers because one of my things went viral and I was the wrong followers like they were just following me yeah yeah and that's why I tell you guys like I don't believe in vanity metrics I really don't I have done everything Mm -hmm. 3,000 followers and I'm happy with yeah. it. Um, but you know, like you say, like we have to do the work. Yeah. And also it depends on what season you're in. Like I've had somebody come um, to a retreat that just had a baby and I'm like, okay, yes, 
if your baby sleeps well and they're this perfect, wonderful baby, you're at home, you have so much time, but that is not the season to grow your business. That's the season to spend time with your baby and to be there for them. Once your child's a little bit older, no, that's just my opinion. That's my unsolicited advice. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's not the season that, that you're going to be able to grow and wait till your kids in first or second grade. Cause kindergarten is a joke. It's like half a day. Come on. It's not even a thing, <laughs> but wait till you have the time. So you know what season you're in. Yeah. And see, for me, it's different. I've done everything with kids, pregnant yeah. with the baby to do trade Thanks. shows, air shows and, you know, and with a newborn baby, like new mm -hmm. business for me has been a driving force because now I get to this. Like now people get to see, oh, she's always home and she does this. Well, what yeah. the heck is she doing? Mm -hmm. I've been all the hard work when there were babies because for me, it's like, that's what I had to do. And for me, it works better because now my son is like 14. I get to school. I get to talk to him. That's more important to me right now. My other yeah. one is about to start preschool. So I'll have more free time. And for mm -hmm. me, what do we do with our time, you know? Yeah. And, and I'll touch on that. Don't get me wrong. You can, anybody can do it, but think how much faster you could go. If you plan, I'm not saying plan your business, plan your life. Maybe wait. If you know that you want to open a business, maybe wait to, to start a family. Maybe, maybe wait to get married so that you can make your future easier. Because like, you're just saying you did it. So did I, I did it too, but guess what? It was not easy. I probably can count on five fingers. How many times that I, almost gave up because it is hard. And I'm probably one of the most 10 motivated people that I know personally. And so I think like, damn, if I was going to give up, think of somebody else who just has no support or not know this or know that it's hard. Life is hard. Business is hard. And, you know, I think that people have their rose colored glasses on when they start a business and they see how other people grew and, you know, yeah, some people did grow really quickly but that doesn't happen a lot and it's likely not going to happen to you. So have a plan. And I'm not saying just a business plan, have a life plan and know that if you have children, you're either going to be more exhausted, you're going to burn out, or it's just going to be a lot harder. You can do it. But if you have the opportunity to just hang on, hang tight and just wait until it's the right time because timing above everything else, there has been, have been multiple studies that show timing is everything timing's like 50 to 70 percent of whatever you're doing yeah so yeah i mean just um like i agree with that you know it is harder so i'm not gonna i never lie about that that's true it's very fucking hard to do when you have kids yeah. three, and you have your partner you have your life and everything it's not impossible but it is going to be harder and yeah, it's just, just choose easy yeah. road or hard road yeah, you pretty much you choose. I always feel like you choose your heart, you choose your journey, what's going to work out best for you. And I think it's so beautiful how you say that. It's pretty much up to you. You can do it the easy way. You yeah. can certain life events, you know, because it would have been easier to be a traveling educator without a big belly. Heck yeah, it would have been easier. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, there was the opportunity. I wasn't planning on it and I just jumped on it and said, we're going to make you, you know, you know what really makes me sad? <clears throat> and when I say plan your life, I it's one of those things, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> but <clears throat> I look back, if I would have waited until I bought my home, my forever home, then I would have had those notches on my door of my kid's height. I don't have those because I've moved so many fucking times. I would have had like pictures of the backyard, how it used to be when they were little and that same tree still there that they had their, mm -hmm. their tree house in. I really, quote, 
screwed the pooch on creating these like incredible, wonderful, heartfelt memories and little triggers because I didn't wait. So that would be my advice to people who have not had children wait because the future you deserves it. And how cool would it be? And I'm not saying people don't get divorced. I'm just saying the likelihood of having more money when things are harder makes life easier. And I know that people say that money doesn't solve everything, but it solves a lot. And when you have money, you don't stress out about little things. You don't argue about little things. And it makes a huge difference. My life now versus, you know, even five years ago, holy mm -hmm. shit. Like, uh, okay, for example, no, I'm, I save money still. But, um, and anybody who follows me knows I'm on a budget. We make a lot of money, but I have five, I make $5,000 a month. That's my budget. So I have to put money in my savings account. So um, I saved and I bought a horse and it was $15,000. And you know what my boyfriend did? Oh, come on. Like, how fucking cool is that? Wouldn't you like to live a life where you buy a $15,000 horse and your boyfriend just laughs and slaps his knee? And like, that's Jenna. Don't you fucking want that? Don't you want pictures of your kid in Hawaii in that yellow polka dot bikini with the plumeria in her ear? Don't you want to take your kids to Disneyland every year for their birthday? Don't you want that? You know, so people that have the choice do that because you, your future you will thank you. You don't yell at your kids as much because you're stressed out about X, Y, or Z. You're more present when money is not an issue. You're more present when lack of time isn't an issue. And slow down. Everybody just needs to slow down. You can get there. But guess what? I have an older daughter who I missed a huge portion of our relationship. And that will never be repaired because I worked. And I missed those times with her versus my daughter now. And you never get that back, you guys. Ever, ever, ever. Yep, I did it. I could do it. You can do it too. But there are certain things that you will never be able to get back. Yeah. It's true. Like, I mean, there's stuff, you know, there's things that I miss, but for me, like it has worked out so far. <laughs> you well, know? It's, it's worked out for me so far too, but there are but in regards to like the money situation, I think that's very true. It just us, like my husband had a surge unexpected surgery, his thyroid. He was out oh. of work month and it was like nothing we're like mm -hmm. whatever we're like eating out laughing and like doing whatever we're like oh yeah what you know but yeah. we are we have plans to be in that position when my hand yeah. ate I'm like what am I gonna do now oh you know both mm -hmm. education and everything I was able to do something else and yeah I had to stay home you know and not have to work about it and be able to build my business so I think it's so are you saying like you have to be happy within yourself but we mm -hmm. cannot having that extra money and having yeah. a cushion for yeah. life events you guys life is life yeah. you know not hard or simple it's just life you know there's good stuff yeah. you know like do I really have to go through that moments and things that I will never comprehend why things happen that have happened in my own life and as a mother but that's the beauty of being able to be financially independent it's a beautiful thing especially after what we have gone through as a whole industry yeah. as to yeah, I, I always say life is lifey and there's nothing you can do about it, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. It is a real, you know, like that's why all I've taken from this, you know, like I could have either like dealt, kept like sad because I couldn't do everything I used to do or be like, hey, this is life. Okay, how am I going to react with it? How am I going to pivot and do something else, you know, and not limit my potential based on 
who I thought I, I was and who I had yeah. to be, you know, because when I came into this industry, I was like, I'm going to be a colorist forever because I love yeah. color. And then, you know, life was like, oh, you're funny. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Slap it right out of your hand. <laughs> and, so. You know, something else you you're very, very blessed to have a wonderful husband, but I'll say the difference between your story and mine. I had no significant other. So most people traditionally these days don't stay together. So they end up doing this part-time, um, part-time, part-time, full-time mom, part-time, mm-hmm. part-time mom, I guess, like when they go back and forth, but that's a scary element in itself too. I don't know. I just feel like I missed out on certain, certain areas had, if I could have the same kids and ha- if I would have waited 10 years, oh, I want those little notches on the doorknobs of growth. I want like, I don't know, you know, once you have everything that you thought you wanted, it's yeah. Like I've been divorced before, so I'm in my second marriage. Yeah. So nothing. I mean, like my husband and I, we were like so broke. Like I I really like had $12,000 and that was it. I had saved to go to beauty school, you know, and And I mean, we, we literally started both our businesses with nothing. And I've been mm-hmm. divorced. Before. I've lived out of a room with my son before. So yeah. it's hard, harder. And then when I lost all the support, you know, with this whole pandemic and all this crap that happened, I don't have a babysitting system anymore. Yeah, it makes it fucking harder. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's fucking, it's not impossible, yeah. but it's much more harder. It would have been so much more easier. But then, it, you know, Okay, I want to touch on how you said that you used to share a room with your son. I used to share a room with my older daughter. And I think that it's so funny how people are embarrassed to to think of what other people think of them. And I never had that in my mind because I was like, okay, so I can pay five. One was $500 a month. One was $750. But that's how I was able to bring my daughter to Disneyland. And that's how I was able, able, I I chose what I sacrificed. So if anybody is in that, in that season where they have a kid and it's too late. Okay. It's too late. I, it is what it is. I'm struggling. I want to build a business. I have a kid go have her get a roommate, you know, yeah. save some money. Huge. Yeah. I, I live with five roommates. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have taken the bus for a class and when I was at Berlin yeah. beginning, um, and I have fear of flights. So sometimes I'll take the bus because I'm mama scared to want to fly. I know stupid and I still fly. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I've lived out of my car when I was right after high school. Like I was homeless. I mean, I've gone through so many things and I'm not embarrassed about it. And I always share it here because yeah. you guys, it's, it's, it's life. But I decided that my circumstances were not going to date. And like you say, like it, it all comes with a sacrifice. And I think it's really, it would be unfair for me to say for anybody to not share that because it, it doesn't happen super easy. Everybody loves to see all the fun stuff and, oh my gosh, what yeah. she's doing, she has me and she has that feature and she got on that place and she's doing all this amazing well, things. Nobody, nobody posts their laundry pile on, on Instagram, you guys. Hello. <laughs> I mean, I go on there without makeup and I show all my dirty <laughs> stuff. Yeah, well, you know what? Um, what I think that the average of people that actually fall through with everything they're going to do is 3%. So 3% of people, yeah, probably go on without makeup. They probably show their shit. <laughs> they probably aren't afraid of what people think of them. But 3%, is that going to be you, whoever's listening? Are you going to be the 3% that actually does it? It doesn't quit. 
when it gets hard or boring or monotonous or I don't love it anymore. Well, too fucking bad because this is what you chose. And I think that that's what people's problem is. And they don't want to hear too bad. When your passion becomes your work, it is what it is. It's your work. It's not fun anymore. It's called, let's go to work, not let's go to fun. Eventually. It's, it's so true, Jenna. So true. Were you touching on that? Yeah. You know, I think that there should be days where you love your job and days where you hate your hobby. You know what I mean? Find a way to blend those two. Yeah. And because it's work. Yeah. If you do art, anything that has to do with art, our industry is full of artists. I think that you just have to push through those days. You think in 20 years, I've never actually, like I said, five times, I think five times I've actually really, really heavily considered quitting. But like, I just didn't because I didn't want, I like the freedom of working for myself, you know, and you really have to compare like, okay, yes, I had four no-shows last week, but how much money did I make? How much money, now compare that to how much money your friends make and how much freedom you have and how much freedom they don't have. You can pick your kids up from school if you so wish. You can drop your kids off if you so wish. You can go on field trips if you so wish. If you have a quote, real job, you can't do that, you know? So it's all relative. It is, and it's so true. Like for me, that's why I will not go, I don't want to go back to work for anybody because I yeah. love controlling time. Yeah. It comes to Yeah, sometimes you have to work because guess what? It's still work. That's why it's work. Yeah. You can still fit. There's going to be days where I'm like, I fucking suck. Is there yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's what's that that new funny video and they say like oh you this you're an artist are you good and it's sometimes it's good sometimes it's shit it's true <laughs> right <laughs> oh it's so true yeah mm-hmm. so what do you love the most about mentoring jenna um i you know it, do it okay it is rewarding when people actually take my advice and i see further down the road where they are and i'm like oh shit that's crazy you did it you know but it's I mean the thing is like I said very very low percentage of people are actually going to do it I think when people are mentoring they just they're lost and they just want a little bit of guidance and they need somebody it's like when your mom tells you to do something versus when that person at the grocery store told you to do it they just said it in a different way everybody knows what they need to do how do you start a brand you start ordering samples but, you know, people need me to tell them that. And that's almost every mentorship that I do. I want to start a brand. Okay, go order some samples. And then what? I'm like, try them. Yeah. Well, how do I, I don't have time to try them. Well, then how are you going to start a brand? Make time, make time. You have the time. You're just choosing to do it. You're choosing to use that time doing something else. Wake up earlier. Are you, are you yeah. using that extra time sleeping? Are you using that extra time scrolling endlessly on social media for no value? Yes. What are you doing with the time? Everybody has time. Even the people, and you, you know who has the most, okay. My friends that have kids versus my friends that don't have kids, the ones that have kids always follow through. They're always there. But the ones without kids, they're like, oh, I just had a rough week. I'm like, dude, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how bad do you want it? And if you don't want it that bad, you don't deserve it. Somebody else deserves it. Let somebody else have it. You know what? I love that because that's something I truly do believe. I believe your dreams are in you because you're capable yeah. of making them if you put in the work. And I believe yeah. if you, somebody else will because they are they have yeah. more motivation and grit to go after and do it. And let them have it. Let them yeah. have it. It's like it's like something my boyfriend said. They're like, ah, those people copied us. And I was like, no, they didn't. We just talked about it and didn't do it. They did it. Mm-hmm. So 
technically if we do it now we're copying them you know we didn't do it <laughs> so to actually do it and like you know people can go to all of these mentorships and and um retreats and um business weekends or business weeks the one thing that everybody tells you to do you want the magic piece of advice do it that's what they all tell you just do it stop sitting around worrying about what everybody thinks of you stop don't tell your mom if your mom doesn't want you to do it don't tell your well i guess you can't not tell your husband but if your husband doesn't support your dreams maybe you're not in the right relationship stop worrying about what other people think of you and the biggest biggest thing that stops everybody is the words what will they think that's what stops that's what stops us from going on um live that's what stops us from starting a mentorship that's what stops us from going to take that class that's what stops us from quitting our job and doing something that we're passionate about we're worried about what everybody thinks of us but if you want to continue to live life for everybody else that's your prerogative but i've never been like that and i will never do it and i feel like i've gotten pretty dang far in life and i'm not saying yeah. i'm selfish i always put my children first but i do not put other people's opinions above mine and i had this one client her name was Therese. And I love advice. Advice is one of my favorite things. And I would always ask my clients, what do you think? What do you think? And one day she was like, what, why can't you think for yourself? And something was like, oh my, I don't know. And so that made me think, why do I care about these people who aren't even in the situation that I'm in? And she was right. Can I not think for myself? Of course I can. And so can and everybody else. Yeah, you have to really like think for yourself and go fucking after it and say fuck it what people think. There's been points you guys yeah. in my, I shared this like earlier on in my podcast. My husband was not supportive. He's like, why are you investing in your education? Why are you gonna go do that? Why are you working for free? Because I was doing shit for free. I was like, can I go be your assistant? Can I go check out your salon? I'll yeah. sweep, I'll clean, I'll wash the bowls. Like not yeah. He's yeah. In my relationship and you know with my husband, he's like, I don't know why you're doing that. I'm like, well, you're either gonna stay by my side and I'm just <laughs> I do it or you can you know go bye-bye yeah okay. because other people other people's ex other people's experience is more valuable than anything else it's so valuable and it's interesting because I think a lot of people how you're saying we were talking about gatekeeping earlier I think so many people um don't like to give information because they'll just I don't know if you give somebody information and they don't do anything with it, it just feels like a waste. You're like, that was really unmotivating. Why, why did I waste an hour of my time sitting down to tell you what to do and to have you not do it? And so that's why I think a paid mentorship is important because people don't value free things. They don't value something for free. If you give somebody a free class, they're like, oh shoot, can I reschedule for next month? No, bitch, it's a free class. <laughs> can't reschedule for next month. You know, they don't value it. They don't respect it. Honestly, that's when I started doing like paid workshops because I'm yeah. like, I want a value. I want you to be like, damn, all that information, yeah. that little money, mm -hmm. oh, but you could do something with it or not. Hey, it was your time investment. It was yeah. your money, whether, you know, it's a little bit or a lot. It, it's up to you. And I think as educators, also as people that we love getting education and learning, yeah. it comes back down to that person, to your personal responsibility. You can only mm -hmm. do what you want to do. And it's yes. only so much accountability and responsibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, you know, two of my mentors um, were, and it wasn't, an, it wasn't a legitimate mentorship, but Ula Lux, the girls from Ula Lux, Christine and Michelle, I did their nails for a long time and I'd always pick their brain. I'm like, okay, 
can I ask you a business question? So it was so funny because their nail appointments when I used to do nails always turned into a mentorship session. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Is it okay if I ask you a question? But you know, we all have people in our lives that we trust and we look up to. So it's always a no, unless you ask if you can't afford a paid mentorship and you really value other people's advice or experience or knowledge, ask them and don't ask for free, but can I do something for you? Like, what can I do for you? You know, how can I help you so that I can trade you? Go help them. Fill orders, go. Martyr, guys, like trade. You know how many people I'm trading with by writing different things? I'm like, trade your time. I've traded, like, I've gotten some amazing opportunities to work with brands and all that stuff. I traded time. (coughs) My time, a little bit of money. Maybe I need to pay for some stuff to go get Mm -hmm. that. I'm like, it's give me, give me, give me, give me. For me, it's like a continuous, like, ebb and flow. Like, Mm -hmm. you know mutual for both of you like I don't want to be life of just taking shit from people you know yeah. I want to come back to a be mutual relationship like a friendship is and I think that's mm-hmm. an important lesson that you're sharing yeah yeah definitely because you know what their their knowledge and advice gave me confidence and that's I think what people mostly lack is confidence mm-hmm. yeah because you're so worried yeah. about what's going to think or you know yeah worried about public failure yeah and fuck it i failed lots of times you guys publicly yes i've seen all my like Uh, honestly i i still i still hate public failure but you know what that's that's probably why we've grown so slow because i'm like i'm not a risk taker celeste i'll try something but i do i never i always have a backup plan i'm never like this is my only plan ever no way but you know why I'm like that? And I'll share And I think I'm never sure this. So I got diagnosed with a brain cyst that, wow. that, that fucks with my vision. So I've learned how to do everything mm-hmm. with like this, like fuck up, like little dizziness every day. I wake up with it. And I remember I got told in beauty school that I was, I was, I should get out of the industry. I was going to be nothing. <clears throat> and my neurologist told me, well, you have to suck it up with it because all the medication, I tried every medication it made me worse and groggy and I was like they're like this is for the rest of your life so what are you going to do about it and for 20 years prior to that diagnosis I was in the safe zone why are people going to think about me and all this shit (coughs) after that diagnosis I was like I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna do it my way because life changes like this and that's what has kept me motivated and keeps me going honestly was that oh my god I'm so sorry I'm gonna get a cough drop. Hold on. Talk about 
kids make things harder. My daughter jumped out the whole, our whole like bathroom pharmacy. And I can't find them, whatever. Gum, gum will be perfect. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Okay, so I'm not gonna keep you too long. I'm not feeling well. That. Oh, that's sorry. No, I'm gonna bust. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But it's working. I see perfect example. We're making it work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, girl. If yeah. I said I'm gonna do it, I'll do it. <laughs> you did, and I, I'm so thankful and grateful for your time. Um, is there anything? Oh, thank you. There, Jenna, in regards to this topic and just your journey or anything. Um. Yeah. I'm sure tons of things. Um, let me think here. I would say if you feel like giving up, it doesn't mean you're failing. I wouldn't give up. I would pivot because sometimes you just run it, Something may run its course. So don't ever feel like you're giving up as long as you're pivoting. That's okay. I didn't start doing lashes. I started doing nails and I pivoted. I tried hair, I tried waxing, and then I pivoted to lashes. It doesn't mean I failed. It just means I switched. So never think that if something isn't working out, because I know some people just because of their pride, they would just go, 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 go until they lost everything, but it's okay to pivot. Mm -hmm. Pivoting is mature. Pivoting means that you've accepted that. Okay. This isn't working out. Yeah. I pivoted and I'm still here and it's okay. Yeah. Everybody else's opinion. And like, shit, if everything worked out, if, if it, everything was easy, don't you think everybody would do it? You know, it's like, yes, it looks easy, but if it were easy, wouldn't everybody be doing it? It's never easy. Nothing is ever easy about business or life. And you don't understand it until you're there inside the deep darkies and you're like, what have I done? And then you feel like kind of fucked because you're like stuck, you know, financially stuck in it. So yeah, it's okay to pivot. That's what I would say. Yeah, for sure. Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> if I never pivoted, I would have never started SoCo. I know. I know. Crazy. There. And then, we you know, when I was in that retreat, that's when I got all my ideas. And I was like, mm -hmm. and I, you know, I wanted to do my own line and everything. Yeah. I got mm -hmm. best of money on samples and everything. And I was like, this is yeah. shit. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you know what? I also want to do. And that's when, you know, I was like, you know what? Like, fuck that. I'm going to do something else, you know? And it's just. Yeah. It, you know and it's okay and I know a lot of people like oh you just stay you decided this you know the industry you specialized in this and you cannot pivot that's a fucking lie we can always yeah. pivot because you know what there's always something better and always something more and I say take it if you see the opportunity yeah for sure 100 percent. yeah well thank you so much Jenna I really you're really welcome I loved your retreat. The food was really yummy too. <laughs> but yeah, isn't that my friend work. Star was the chef? She's amazing. So delicious. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, so still I know she's so good. And she makes everything so cute. I know. It's like, yeah. you know, it's terrible and like delicious to eat. Uh -huh. It's just like so nice to have somebody that can share this with the industry. I love the connections I was able to make there, but most importantly, really like discovery more of myself. And, you know, like we never know what other people are going through. And you gave me also an amazing opportunity by being there. So thank you so much for just being oh, here. Oh, thank you. You're so welcome. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy you loved it. Yeah, I did. So thank you, Jenna. You're welcome. Sorry so, I'm sick. I feel like I, I usually have more energy, but whoo, it's kicking my butt. That's okay. <laughs> oh, I love you showed up. And yeah, I'm yeah. up and I, and 
I didn't wear a bra today. I didn't, I did a little bit of makeup because I was like, I should probably do a little, but I didn't do my hair. I'm here. 